This week's In the Know podcast is brought to you by G&G Operators. Does getting ready and preparing for a product stress you out or make you second guess your plans? Stop waiting and pull the trigger. G&G Operators make preparing your site easier than ever before. They have years of experience working with conditions in the area, specialized tools and equipment that allow all aspects of your project from design to execution go without a hitch. Call today to start your projects. 806-244-4297. G&G Operators is excited to keep you in the know about Delhart ISD news and updates. That's 806-244-4297. In the know. To be knowledgeable or having access to information about something, being privy to special or new information, or this program on KXIT. It's time now for In the Know, brought to you by your Dalhart Connection, bringing our community together with new and important information with your host, Dyke Rogers, and this week's guest. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. Welcome to this week's edition of In the Know. I'm your guest host, Aaron Graves, and I have the privilege of welcoming our guest, Jeff Burr, the superintendent of the Dalhart Independent School District. How are you doing this morning, Jeff? Great, Aaron. Thank you guys for having us. We appreciate getting to visit with you. Yeah, we always appreciate you coming in and letting us know how things are going at the school. Um, But the school district has dealt with a tragedy recently. Yes, sir. With uh, Principal Wright. Well, we'd certainly like to take this time on behalf of Dalhart ISD as well as the Wright family. And, uh, man, I, I, I've never heard of a community that's as caring, giving, generous, that circles the wagons like we do here in Dalhart. And, unfortunately, uh, tragedy, and, and we're, we've experienced quite a bit of death in the last 18 months. But um, just overwhelming how kind and generous everybody is, and not just – in Dalhart and, and uh, Dalham and Hartley County, but every uh, every community in the Panhandle has reached out to the school district and has raised money for the Wright family, and it's ju- it's just been a very touching tribute. Uh, our kids are very resilient; they're they're heartbroken as you can imagine, but uh, we're, we're uh, just putting one foot in front of the other every day and. Our number one priority right now is just uh, we went three or four days where we weren't really worried about curriculum and instruction. We just wanted to make sure that our kids and our staff were okay. Unfortunately, last year when we lost the three students, uh, our students had a difficult time with that, and and our faculty was there for them. And as an outsider looking in, and I'm currently acting as the superintendent and helping Mrs. Richmond as in the high school principal role, I, I was overwhelmed with how good our kids were and how much, uh, how much they were able to help and love on our teachers. I think our teachers probably had a little bit harder time this round, and our students stepped up to the plate, and it have been it's it's been touching to to witness. It's interesting when you when you care for someone else and you show kindness, you get it back in return. Amen. It's interesting how the students are supporting the staff. Well, it's a testament to what kind of parenting we have taken place in our community. That is indeed. And I've heard that on the, um, the basketball broadcasts. Uh, There's always somebody that does a tribute to Mr. Wright. I believe at the last basketball game, someone said a prayer uh, before one of the games. Yes, sir. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's wonderful being here in the Texas panhandle. He's, very grateful to call Dalhart home for yeah, sure. You get that neighborly uh, concern looking oh, out for one another. Absolutely. So, yes, let's talk about the bond. Well, um, it, it's a unbelievably slow process. <laughs> uh, 
uh, we've we've completed and I think the last time we gave an update we had completed the schematic design but now we're picking out colors and floor schemes and we've got all of that stuff done the board has approved that uh, we're, we're kind of easing away from our working day-to-day with Corrigan architectural firm and we're going to move into the phase where they hand that over to Gallagher construction who are the project managers and the next phase is they're putting the bid packets together for everybody to bid on and I believe those will go out mid-February we'll get those back uh, probably around March the 15th give or take I'm, I'm roughing that off the top of my noggin but I believe that's correct once we have those in place uh, that we'll move forward with the groundbreaking ceremonies which uh, I'm anticipating happen at the end of April 1st of May. Um, we have had a delay as we kind of anticipated we might. Um, we did pull the uh, baseball and softball project from the partnership where we can oversee that ourselves. Uh, we uh, cemetery sports and at uh, all electric is going to be doing that we're send we've got everything ordered we've got everything ready to go or for the light poles to come in um, unfortunately we had to wait until we got our geotech surveys back on our soil content before we could order the poles we finally got that in poles have been ordered they're on back order our plan all along was to try to have that done before baseball, before baseball season. season yeah and uh unfortunately we're ready to roll we just don't have the poles to stick in the ground um, the last time i talked to at all electric they felt like they would have those poles here really close to spring break where they could put those in the ground and once we start district would have those so we're, we're at a place with the, the the company that we're working with on that project and we're not talking about the fencing or the softball concession stand restroom combination what we're talking about is just lights everything else will be done at a later date Um, but uh, all we can do is is say a prayer and I hope that we get those light poles in where we can get that done this year cross cross your logistical fingers yeah well it's uh, (laughs) you hurry up and you wait that's construction yeah Um, We've we've got a lot of construction going on right now. I bet you uh, we can get into, but oh, yeah. uh, we uh, we had a roof damage to the high school last May right. from hell. Yes, finally we're able to settle with our insurance on that. Got all the roofing products ordered. They were delivered in January. Unfortunately, the company that's doing the roof project where they're at has had rain for the last three weeks. Yes, so they're three <laughs> weeks delayed. Um, we are, are anticipating them starting that project on March the 15th and being done uh, sometime uh, around the, the or, or actually I think they'll start March the 1st and be done around April the 15th. Uh, we also have a bid that G&G operators won to fix the back drive that's just in horrible shape at the high school. Um, G&G's ready to roll on that, but we've decided as opposed to asphalt, we're going to concrete that. And it's recommended that once they have the concrete set and everything's good, that we try to stay off of that for anywhere, depending on what your preference is, 14 to, to 30 days. And we certainly don't want to have them pour that concrete and then have the roofers with sky lifts mm-hmm. driving back and forth. So. G&G's graciously allowed us to bump them back a little bit where we finished the roof project. 
then we'll start the drive project um, when the adult electric was here surveying our property for uh, our lights on the baseball and softball field they noticed that we had as much hell damage on the stadium football lights as we had on our roof we had no idea oh. uh, we had the insurance company come out and they completely totaled the light project at the on the stadium so we've added that to our claim and we'll be replacing our lights through insurance on the football stadium so hopefully at the same time that at is doing the baseball and softball field they'll be able to replace the lights at the football stadium as well um, last year we got on a, a list and the board approved resurfacing our track and the track company that we were going to use was in lubbock well we had historical rains in may <laughs> june and july yes and unfortunately by the time they got to where yet you, you don't ever want to do a track when it's the, the highs not ever you know when it's we need it to be at least the majority of the day over 50 degrees when we right. do the track and uh by the time they got to us it was football season we really didn't want to tear the track up during football season well if you wait till after football it's too cold so we bumped that all the way back to we're going to go ahead and run this track season on the current track and the day after the regional meet that group will be here to resurface the uh uh, track at the stadium so we've got a lot of stuff that we're paying for out of our M&O as well as stuff that is part of the bond project going right now um, we uh, uh, are all hands on deck obviously like we talked about this earlier that Mrs. Richmond and I are trying to do our jobs and pick up the slack for Mr. Wright currently um, we are in the process of looking uh, for an interim principal to come in and help at the high school just to get us through the year probably somebody that's been a superintendent or a high school principal in the past and is retired um, you know that, that there there's a lot that goes into that we're we're a little bit geographically challenged is is where we're at and yes. where we're isolated so getting somebody that's willing to to, you know when I'm retired I'm gonna, I'm gonna be retired so trying to find somebody that's willing to self selflessly pick up and move and temporarily stay here uh, it will be a challenge but we're gonna make sure you know it uh, I joke around but when I was in Claude I was a superintendent and the athletic director and I, sometimes I helped coach uh, and I drove a morning and an evening bus route and I would be willing to do that here, but we've just got so many mm -hmm. students, so many facilities, and the fact that we're trying to oversee a bond project, right. it, there's just not enough daylight for, for us to get all of that done. So we're certainly looking for somebody to come in and assist us there. Yeah, so when you said hurry up and wait, you weren't kidding No, on it's, a lot of that. Yeah, it, it's in, in construction, Mother Nature is uh, the number one factor in timelines for sure. Uh, before I forget, I don't know if I emailed you this, but certainly want to give a shout out to Ellie Besner and the Besner family. I don't know if you heard or not, but Ellie Steer was a grand champion at the Fort Worth Stock Show, which is hey, a really big deal. That is a big deal. So super proud uh, that she represents the FFA and the 4-H programs here. And uh, the Besner family does a wonderful job with their animals and, and their kids are super successful and super respectful and 
Uh, we're super, super proud of them. Our girls Friday night were able to secure the number two seat in an extremely difficult district. Uh, yes. We were we were hoping, uh, you know, everybody wants to be a district champion, but I'm telling you, being number two in this district, uh, they certainly position themselves to make a little noise in the playoffs. Yeah. And the boys are still battling and have an opportunity in the next three games to, to I, I believe that they will qualify for the playoffs. So uh, we're we're just gonna continue with the good things and. Uh, we're, we're proud of all of our kids. We want to showcase all of them for their successes. Good afternoon, and thank you for calling G&G Transmix. This is Curtis. How can I help you? I was hoping to get some concrete supplies for a project I was wanting to start, but I wasn't sure if you could help. It's just a home project. Nothing like the giant projects I know you do for commercial buildings. Of course we can help. We love bringing big, small, and in-between dreams come to life. If you need five yards or 500, we would love to supply you with anything you need. We also have rebar, rebar chairs, wire mesh, and anything else you need for your concrete project. Perfect. I am so glad I called you today. Tell me about your dream, and I'll help you put together everything you need to make it happen. At G&G Transmix, they can help bring dreams of all sizes to life. Call them today at 244-4298, and they can get you any concrete or supplies you need. G&G Transmix is excited to keep you in the know about all Dowhart ISD news and updates. That's what I've been saying on the air. If you're missing the basketball games, either in person or listening, oh, you've been missing some good games. Uh, our, our kids, good, bad, or indifference, our kids will show up and compete. Yeah, very well. Especially the, the Lady Wolves, very impressed with uh, what they've been doing on the court, very much so. Uh, you mentioned something that piqued my interest I hadn't heard about in your construction projects, but you said a, a joint concession restrooms out between the baseball and the softball field? Yes, sir. When... when uh, they had already uh, started a facilities improvement committee before I got here. Uh, they, and I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but the district I previously came to from, we had just passed a bond, so I had a little bit of experience. And I'd actually worked with Gallagher Construction and Live Oak, which both were part of this project as well. Um, and um, they allowed me to come in and do an oversight analysis of the district and give them input as to what I would prioritize as a superintendent some things we need to look at. And certainly the three through five campus was the number one priority. Mm-hmm. Um, we we have H and HVAC units. Um, the life expectancy of an HVAC unit is 15 years. And every HVAC unit at the elementary, the intermediate, and the junior high is 15 plus years old. Yeah. Uh, that is an ex- enormous price uh, cost. It would be it would be super difficult for us to pay for that out of our M&O budget because they could, I mean, theoretically, they could all go bad at one time. Theoretically, yes. Um, and the only reason the high schools aren't 15 years old is the high school isn't 15 years old. Right. <laughs> uh, so my, I'm not telling you it's right. I'm just telling you what my management style is, is in every department we create a five-year plan. And at the end of the at the end of each fiscal year, you've got to go back and reevaluate that plan. Uh, decisions that legislation makes, uh, priorities within the district, everything can change within a year, but you still have to have a short-term and a long-term plan. For a superintendent, five years is long-term. Uh, you know, if we had the money and we went out and we bought 15 buses all at one time, 
that's that's probably not a very good plan as far as I'm concerned because if you pay for all 15 buses at one time, their life expectancy, I'm creating a mess for somebody 15 years yeah, from now. Yeah, a huge bill. And uh, the, the same thing would be with our HVACs. Um, we did include the HVACs in the bond as possibility of when we complete the baseball and we complete the softball and we complete the intermediate uh, there's funds that are still available that we're going to prioritize and we've got some stuff the junior high and elementary we need to consider but we've got to start that five-year cycle of replacing hvacs uh, and again if we go out and we buy all of them right now that's going to take care of us for my tenure but in 10 to 15 to 20 years there's going to be somebody much smarter than i am that's going to be stuck with needing to figure out how to replace HVAC units. Um, when I did the analysis, I'm, I'm, I'm very passionate about baseball. Yeah. I love Likewise. softball. Likewise. I, I was a, a baseball coach for many years, so that's near and dear to my heart. Um, the, the first thing I noticed when I got to the baseball and softball facilities is we don't have lights. One of the very few schools in this yes. region that doesn't. We're not the only, but one of the few. It's a challenge uh, to get baseball, varsity, sub-varsity games in at the same time. We only have one field, so most coaches aren't going to want to play sub-varsities on Mondays and varsity on Tuesday, sub-varsity on Friday and, and varsity on Saturday because every time you host a sub-varsity game, you're losing practice time. Right. Well, if you can play them like most schools do, JV early, varsity late, varsity early, JV late, if you have lights, that's an availability. But if you don't, those JV kids get cheated a lot. So obviously there was a need for lights. I wanted to include that in the bond. And this wasn't a just me decision. I gave input in the boards, ultimately the ones that made the decision. Right. Uh, the, the chain link on the baseball and softball field was probably hung on the original fields over many years <laughs> with with construction, with lawnmowers hanging on them. Yeah. It's, it's, it's time to replace it. That's right. a cost. Um, I would definitely put new chain link up, and I would strongly encourage you. It would, it'll clean it up, and it'll help with the wind if you put windscreen around both of those. So I wanted to build that in. Uh, I, I don't know that anybody's ever filed a Title IX complaint, but in my opinion, we weren't Title IX compliant. The, and it, it was at nobody's fault. This was all donated. Real quickly, what's Title IX? Title IX is a, for for its quality. Whatever you provide for the boys, you have to provide for, for the, the girls. girls. And whatever you provide for the girls, you have to provide for the boys. Right. And it needs to be equal across the board in all sports. And... Uh, the the boys w were generously donated a nine inning scoreboard, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. But the girls don't have a nine inning scoreboard, so that's kind of an issue. Mm. Uh, is, that a, is that a hint to the community? <laughs> well, it's, or I it's, can make that hint to the community. Well, we're we're we, we're going to buy. Okay, we're, we're going to make sure that what the boys have, the girls will have. So, in our bond project at the baseball softball field, they're both getting lights. We're going to put chain link up. We're going to put windscreen around both fields. Right. The boys already have a nine inning scoreboard, so part of the project will be getting the girls a nine inning scoreboard. That will scoreboard. be very nice. Um, tomato, tomato. If you measure it, we could be in compliance, but depending on which way the wind's blowing, uh, the baseball field has a concession stand 
with the press box on top of it and restrooms on the side. Right. Well, in a, the perfect letter of the law, the girls should have exactly what the boys have. So part of this project also will be replicating that press box concession restroom combination that the baseball field has. We'll also be doing that for the girls. That is good. Yes. Uh, so I'm sure everybody noticed the need. I just um, I felt like that if we were going to go out for a bond, it would be much easier for us to be able to do the things we needed to at the baseball softball field. If we did that through a bond where the community had an opportunity and had input on, yes, we're doing this or no, we're not. Um, it would, it would have taken years of, of saving money out of our maintenance and operations to be able to do that. So, and we tried to be extremely transparent through the entire bond process when we had our facility com- uh, improvement committee and we, and our board did a great job before. And after I got here, uh, this is, you know, it's, it's not, a Jeff Bird, the superintendent bond. It's not a Dalhart independent school district school board bond. It's, it's our community's bond. And we wanted our community to have as much input and say so. They had multiple meetings before I got here. We had multiple meetings after I got here. And the, the facility improvement committee had a great deal of input in expressing what we needed to do. And it, my role was not to make a decision on what we do. My role was to give input on what I felt like our biggest needs were where we can get the most utilization out of the funds through the bond and that's that's the process we used i say most people in texas or almost anywhere passionate about football that's the main thing you have your basketball fans you have good game for winter inside concessions uh the baseball players the students that play baseball they need that fan support and so providing that, sure. for, especially for the girls, the softball team, the lights out there, they'll encourage the community to go out there and, and throw the same support behind our baseball and softball well, players. I'll tell you the one thing that is just amazing here to, to witness, especially sometimes you need an outsider to come in and remind you how good you have it. You take yeah. it for granted. Um, I, whether it's at the stock show um, if you've never been to a Bi-County Stock Show sale, it's the most humbling experience I've ever been associated with. The, the community supports our kids. Yes. If it's youth sports, if it's the stock show, if it's a football game, if it's a band contest, a regional band contest in, in Amarillo, our community supports our kids, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, softball, track, powerlifting, wherever our kids compete, our community's there supporting them. And uh, I really am grateful for that. It's it's fun. I, I tell people all the time, and I'm not just blowing smoke, but I, I sincerely believe I have the best superintendent job in Region 16, and it's because of our community. That's good. Well, on that, let's, let's end on that positive note there. All right. And you're doing a good job. I can't even imagine what y'all are dealing with over at the high school and in the district over the past couple of weeks, but you're doing a good job. Well, and we we are doing a good job. I certainly have a great team that is 
bent over backwards to pick up and uh, I'm, I'm not climbing this hill by myself yeah. we've got a lot of help and, and our board has been unbelievably supportive yeah. and we we appreciate y'all supporting the kids through this time as well yes sir yes. okay so this has been in the know uh, part of the Dalhart connection be sure to go to kxit.com for past episodes and community information i'm aaron graves this is jeff bird superintendent and we'll see you on our next episode did you know G&G is a family-owned and operated business? Dean and Gay are very excited to say that all of their children and their spouses play a role in the day-to-day work at G&G Operators. Their son, Chase Graham, is a current operations manager in Dalhart, along with his wife, Rebecca Graham. She does any of the daily tasks that may arise. Chase Graham is also beginning to take over many of the daily responsibilities of the business. The oldest daughter, Chansey Graham Carrot, and her husband, Josh Carrot, own a trucking company that helps with the daily deliveries of a variety of products, along with assisting with the shop. The youngest daughter, Chanessa Graham Slama, along with her husband, Judd Slama, handle the day-to-day activities of handling feed for a large supplier here in Dalhart. G&G prides itself on being family-oriented and family-run, with all of the siblings, along with close family friend Curtis Thomas, holding a partnership in the business.